the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite IE Radio. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host Don Dix with a chapter leader of Act for America in Corona, a nationwide grassroots national security organization, and it, the news every week is like a fire hose. Greg, it's on, man. It is on in ways that we can't even begin to fit into an hour, much less if we had the if we have the control of this radio station. 24-7, we would still have material left over, so it's impossible to... Welcome to Hour 22 of Unite, i.e. Radio. Oh, my gosh. You know, every week, it's it's just continues, and it continues to ratchet up. I mean, we had tragically the death of a police officer in Whittier this week, whose, whose death at the hands of a released felon has stirred up the conversation about... AB 109, the early release, the overcrowding of jails, the lawsuit by the, uh, you know, the mandate by the Supreme Court that we were had cruel and unusual punishment conditions in our in our prisons. Uh, we had Prop 47, 57. That's all kind of weighed into that. That happened. And then we had a cop in Anaheim who's it's shocking. You put more criminals back out on the street and they commit more crimes. Who right? who could have thunk it? We have a we have a police officer in Anaheim now who's uh, on administrative leave because he confronted somebody cutting across his yard that turned into a melee. And after the incident where his gun, he discharged his gun. Uh, somebody obviously could have been very hurt, but he would, if you look at the videotape, I mean, this guy got confronted the, by, by, by a, and there was, the mob was surrounding him. Yep. And then, of course, after that incident happened, you had a melee of people, 24 arrests in Anaheim of people that were destroying property. His house was destroyed, spray painted, windows broken, neighbors' houses spray painted uh, with phrases from kill the cops to uh, you know, get out pig. I mean, just this is, and I'll bet you this group in Anaheim that did this, I'll bet you if you cross reference the video that was available from the Trump rally in Anaheim, where you had riots in the streets uh, and the Trump rally in Costa Mesa, where you had riots after the, the, the rally, I'll bet you if you cross reference those videos, you'd probably see some of the same actors. I'm sure you would. And that's just one aspect of the leftist uh, political arm is there is their brown shirts. The people that I saw them in Berkeley and other places right. that they will, they will go out and use violence, and the rest of the left just sort of stands back when they when they want to turn them loose. And now we've got this brand new group called Indivisible. It was put together as a you know an answer, the left's response to Donald Trump. They're trying to they say emulate the Tea Party as sort of this grassroots response to the new policies of the Trump administration, and they have broken up into congressional districts. There's an indivisible 42 that made themselves known by going to Ken Calvert's district office. And then following that, this past Wednesday, they showed up uh, at a fundraising event, essentially, he was having at the Mission Inn, saying, where's our town hall meeting? You know what? If I was to Ken Calvert and this group was out there, I wouldn't... 
I wouldn't have a town hall meeting because this this group is not interested in a dialogue. They are interested in shutting down debate and having a you know having only their voice heard about issues that are animating the left now. Because guess what, their party's gotten rained on. Oh, it has, and a lot of these people are paid. The, the organizers are paid, so it's very different than the genuine grassroots resistance to to Obama of the Tea Party that sprung up in two thousand nine. And sure, and the Republicans, I hope they understand, but you can't count on that. That if someone is showing up angry at your town hall because they 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 want Obamacare, this this person is never going to vote for you, no matter what you do. And there are people out there who, quite frankly, have benefited from it. And those are the people that show up and go, I'm only paying $24 for my health insurance. I'm paying zero. Well, sure. There's a segment of the population out there that is reaping the benefit of all of these, uh, you know, su- support mechanisms for buying insurance if you don't have an income or sure. a very low income. But the vast majority of the people, I mean, if Obamacare in states across this country is imploding. There are insurers that are continuing to pull out. You've got premiums that are going up 20, 30, 100 percent a year. Oh, Humana is abandoning Obamacare in 2018. The uh, the CEO of Aetna says it is in a, quote, death spiral, unquote. This thing, it, it can't work. It doesn't work. But even but you're right. Even the federal government cannot spend trillions of dollars and not help somebody. And the enemy media misses no shot. Last week, Donald Trump was at a rally in Florida, said a bunch of things, and they decided to jump on this one in particular about his comments regarding what's happening in Europe. I want to uh, show some video. There was a riot in Sweden last night with all the uh, focus on um, President Trump's uh, clumsily delivered comments about a, a terrorist incident that never actually happened, but he was actually referring to a segment he'd seen on Fox News. Uh, there were immigrants uh, to blame for this riot in Stockholm. Um, and uh, I think it's, it's interesting just because the truth of the matter is that if you, if you read about what's going on in Sweden, immigrants, and it's not a surprise, uh, there aren't a lot of jobs uh, for them, and, and uh, obviously poorer communities tend to commit more crimes. There, there is an increased level of crime, maybe not as bad as, as some are depicting it, but uh, assaults are up, rapes are up. This is just according to uh, police statistics in, in Sweden. Clark, rapes aren't just up. 90% of the rapes occurring in some communities in Norway are due exactly to the immigrant population. And they like to use these words, Greg, immigrant right. and uh, Asian, and but never do they use the word, who, who are these people? They are immigrants from Muslim-majority countries, and it's their ideology that animate their behavior. Sure, and there's been, no, there's been this... Government silence, media silence. You, in fact, in Europe, you can even be prosecuted if you criticize the mass open borders Muslim immigration or suggest that there may be problems with that. But the data is there. And then this was brilliant by Donald Trump. I don't know if he thought it through, but he very well may have. Once he said that, all of a sudden, the focus went on, well, let's show, his, let's show that Donald Trump is not correct. <laughs> And almost like clockwork on Monday, guess what happens in Sweden? And, you know, I wonder if uh, I I wonder if before he did this, I'm I'm picturing Donald Trump talking to his staff. You know, here's the conversation. 
Staff, what do you think the over-under is if I mention Europe and Sweden and the problems with immigration that within 48 hours something is going to happen? I wonder if I could take that bet to Vegas. And sure enough, all over France, by the way, misreported and underreported all over France over the past month, you've got 20 cities that have broken out in riots, ostensibly because of a police incident involving what's been reported as, um, you know, an assault on a... uh, an individual, one of these one of these immigrants, don't know the details about that, but the response on the part of these communities has been, let's go out, burn cars, overturn the cities. Yes, mass rioting, destruction of property, attacking people have no, of course have no connection to the alleged incident. Right. And your call a call about prosecuting. So a Swedish police officer is now being investigated for pointing out that migrants are responsible for many crimes in his country. But a retired senior colleague has also spoken out on the phenomenon and called out Europe's open borders for increasing crime in the formerly peaceful nation. So you've got now reports coming out that the people who are speaking out about this themselves are are being investigated for telling the truth. Right. And there are other places, you know, people have gone to jail. They have been criminally prosecuted for criticizing Islam or criticizing Muslim immigration into their countries. So freedom of speech doesn't is, is being severely restricted there. And the professor of in Sweden said, yep, they're va- the immigrants, the Muslim immigrants are vastly overrepresented in their crime. A retired cop, no, he, he, he could say it. Right. There's also the current cop. He says it's the vast number, the vast majority of people I'm arresting are these are these immigrants. And they, they have the no go zones there. And the, the, the retired cops said, well, yeah, you can go in, but you have to go in in a large group of officers. You can't leave your police car unguarded because they'll vandalize your police car if you leave your police car unguarded. You had a 60 Minutes crew, I think it was a 60 Minutes crew, a CBS crew, Uh, I'm not exactly sure about that, but you had a crew that went into these communities to try and and record them. They were assaulted when they were in there trying to report on the story. They were told to get out, and if they didn't get out, they'd be beaten. So more up ahead here, there are a bunch of executive orders that have come out. Also, apparently, our new Secretary of Education is rolling back a policy that the Obama administration implemented, and a firestorm has erupted over that. We'll get into that after a break from our sponsor for this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with uh, the news of the week and uh, the developments regarding the transgender bathrooms after this message. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now's the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. 
This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Here's Sean Spicer at a press conference answering a question about the Trump administration rolling back Obama's transgendered policies for primary education schools. Jonathan, yeah. uh, the National Center for Transgender Equality, citing reliable sources, says the Trump administration today will rescind Obama-era guidance requiring schools to allow transgender kids to use the restroom consistent with their gender identity. Will the Trump administration rescind that guidance? Right now, uh, that's an issue that the Department of Justice and the Department of Education are, are addressing. I would tell you that, um, and I think that there will be further guidance coming from, from DOJ in particular with respect to not just the, the, the executive order, but also the case that's in front of the Supreme Court. The... The president has maintained for a long time uh, that this is a states' rights issue uh, and not one for the federal government. So while uh, there, there will be further guidance coming out on this, I, I think that all you have to do is look at what the president's view has been for a long time, uh, that this is not something that the federal government should be involved in. This is a states' rights issue. States' rights issue or federal government, Greg? I think it's, it's just even more broadly. It's just, after the Demo- I first heard about this in after the election of 2012 when the Democrats got their supermajority for the first time in California. And if you had asked me before they did, when they started that, what's the nuttiest thing they could possibly do? I would not have guessed the idea that we're going to put men and boys into the women's bathrooms, locker rooms, and showers. But that's what they did. They came up with that. And that has spread. The liberals all across the country have taken to this issue. And what happened is the Obama administration is they issued guidance. It's not a regulation because a regulation would have to go through the process of, of writing a regulation, take public comments, and would be subject to legal challenge. They just sent out letters to school districts saying, you have to do this or we're going to sue you, which is not, which so the letter itself is not subject to challenge and whether the federal law really provides for that, which it does and it was never intended to. So what they're doing now is they're just pulling back that guidance letter and putting the law back to, uh, back, to where, back to where it was. I think it's kind of interesting, too, if you look at the history of this a little bit, what you find is that the Obama administration used the carrot and the stick, the power of the, of the federal government's ability to move money as a, as a stick, if you will, to school districts that would not implement this. They told them they would withhold federal funding. Now, opponents uh, of sanctuary, I mean, proponents, I should say, of sanctuary cities, on the other hand, are yelling at the federal government for using that same stick when it comes to federal funding of sanctuary cities and withholding funding for those cities that buck, if you will, uh, the federal, you know, federal law saying, you know, they're in control of immigration. You will pick these people up. Absolutely. Except in the case of sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities are illegal under right. federal law. So they're not making stuff up. They are illegal. Yes. No, I, absolutely. But I just think it's interesting that, uh, you know, what's good for me is not good for you. It's, absolutely. You have one rule for me, another rule for thee. So where the federal government was willing to use the power of the purse to influence schools and, and, and enforce this mandate uh, from a policy position, on the other hand, you have districts throughout the country, particularly California, that are screaming at the federal government for daring to use you know, they're, they're the power of the purse, if you will, to influence policy. You just have to wonder, I mean, all these liberals, I mean, you know, Obama's children went to this uh, elite private school in Washington, D.C. I wonder if they had co-ed bathrooms and showers and locker rooms at that school. But how so often what you see is liberals like this 
It's liberalism for somebody else. Where was the, but, you but, know, but, 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 but heck if they're going to allow men and boys into their daughters, the, bathrooms, locker rooms and showers. The media love these loves these uh, little moments they can air on TV. How come they didn't orchestrate a moment where you had the president's children in a girl's bathroom and a boy walking in? That would have been perfect way to demonstrate how this policy was something that even the Obama family felt applied to their kids as well. You never did see that, did you? Never did. And the the original California law, interestingly, only applied to school children. Didn't apply to adults, didn't apply to the legislature, didn't apply anywhere else. They applied it only to school children. Why do you suppose that is? I don't know about you, Greg, but I have a daughter. And I got to tell you, when she was in elementary school, if somebody had told me that their school was going to admit boys into the locker room into the bathroom that there would be a unisex bathroom now here i have no problem if there's a bathroom in the nurse's facility or some bathroom that they can turn into a just like they do with handicapped bathrooms you want to turn that bathroom into a you know just i'm confused about my sex bathroom where anybody can go in fine but to take the girl you know to take back all bathrooms and convert them over to this unisex thing um, I would have I would have been I, I would have felt like Al Pacino in uh, that movie where he says, I'm going to take a flamethrower to this place. Absolutely. You wonder what, you know, if if, if uh, JFK, John F. Kennedy came back to life and said, explain to him, your party now supports putting men and boys into the girls locker room, showers and bathrooms. How do you suppose he would react to that? Yeah. You know, these these issues that the left is planting their flag in, you know, I keep bringing this up over and over and over again. Our our state is melting down. The infrastructure is failing. We just saw that with the Oroville Dam. Our roads are falling apart. I was uh, driving through several cities in uh, in L.A., different cities this week in L.A., and the roads are abysmal. There's potholes everywhere. Our schools rank 47th in the nation. We are at the bottom of the rung when it comes to poverty in California. And what is our state legislature concerned with issues like these they're not addressing the issues that 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 body of legislators and lawmakers should be focused on they're more considered with tweaking our social infrastructure but i think this is part of the larger leftist culture war against oh, christianity is. against traditional values that we're going to put boys into the girls' locker rooms, whether you like it or not. Whatever your religious or moral objections may be, we're imposing this on you. And I think it's part of that larger leftist culture war on our, on our country. The Trump administration has more hurdles up ahead. We're going to be talking about Trump's comments on the budget. Uh, two new executive orders, two new, many new executive orders having to do with immigration. Like we said at the beginning of the program, so much to talk about, so little time. Another word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation. Ed is a great patriot. We appreciate his support. And that's the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Moreno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all Southern California and Arizona. 
Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower. Two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday, 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. And again, Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by California DRE. Broker license number 01147747. And California Financers Lenders License number 603K610. Licensed by the California Department of Business Oversight number 603K610. NMLS 9873. AM 590. The answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And just a preview of coming attractions, we have someone who exemplifies that, Chanel Temple, who is fighting for Ill- against illegal immigration in sanctuary cities in our second half hour. But turning back to more financial matters, Donald Trump is now addressing the budget during, during Obama's term in office, the amount of the national debt doubled compared to it. So he added more debt under his administration than all previous presidents before him. And unfortunately, during a lot of that time, the Republicans controlled at least the House and in the last two years, the House and Senate. But that didn't seem to have much uh, slowing effect on accumulating that debt. But it was Bush's fault. But it was Bush's fault. Oh, now you got it. And that, was, and that was funny because 2008, Obama made a speech and he says Ob- Bush was unpatriotic because the, the national debt increased by $4 billion, $4 trillion right. under his administration, and now it's been doubled under Obama. I guess Obama was unpatriotic as well. He loves those budgets. Unfortunately, the budget that we're inheriting, essentially inheriting, is a mess. The finances of our country are a mess. But we're going to clean them up. Uh, things that we've been doing, including negotiating deals that have already been negotiating. So you call it renegotiating on airplanes and lots of other things, military items. We'll end up either getting many more planes free or we're going to save a lot of money. But we've already saved a lot. Billions and billions of dollars as we've saved. We have enormous work to do as the national debt doubled over the last eight years. Our debt has doubled over a short period of time. I want the American people to know that our budget will reflect their priorities. We'll be directing all of our departments and agencies to protect every last American and every last tax dollar. No more wasted money. We're going to be spending the money in a very, very careful manner. That was amazing. One of the things, after he was elected, before he even took office, he was already renegotiating deals to save the taxpayers' money. And what's amazing is that the Air Force, new Air Force One was going to cost $4 billion for two airplanes. And Trump's reaction with that, I don't need that. And they're going, to re- they're going to renegotiate that. But I've never seen a president, even the actual one in office, step forward and say, wait a minute, this item is too expensive. We're not going to buy that unless the price comes down. And Donald Trump is the first president I've ever seen do that. But wait a minute, Greg. Trump's costing the country all kinds of money because he's got this huge family and they're flying all over the world and they need secret service and it's costing us so much money. Like the Obamas flew all over the world and at and one, and one time they, they took separate planes to uh, uh, their vacation, Martha's Vineyard in, Mass- in Massachusetts. They flew the same day, but they took separate 
airplanes. But Greg, Trump! Trump, Trump, Greg, Trump. Trump. <laughs> oh, I see your point. It's just crazy. You know, the the, the, the left, what, folks, one of the things that's going to happen is you just got to gird yourself for the fact that the remnants, if you will, of the progressive movement around the country. They're not remnants. And, and the stronghold in California that they have are going to act out. They're going to act out as much as they can in order to preserve, in order to discredit Trump. We've seen this in the part of the media. Everything was Russia's fault. The, the, the reason that they lost the election, even though there was nothing that they could point to in direct evidence that Russia influenced our election, even the leaks were not, there, there's no direct link between the Russian government, Vladimir Putin, and if the people that did this happened to be Russian, no evidence. It's all guesswork. Um, it's all Russia's fault. Now, you know, Trump me- is mentally deranged. You heard that narrative come out for several weeks of questioning Trump's sanity, if you will, and mental health. It- it's something every week. And and now we've got this movement, that's that this uh, indivisible movement. Yeah. I think the situation is more like in the Star Wars movies. After the, after the first movie that came out where they destroyed the Death Star, they won a great victory. But the next movie was The Empire Strikes Back. Is the empire is still out there? The establishment, the ruling class, the globalists, the Democrat Party, parts of the Republican Party, the mainstream media, the bureaucracy, the deep state, they're all out there. And they are striking back. And the war is really the war is really just getting underway, and we need to back up Donald Trump more than ever if we're going to be successful in turning this country around. And speaking of backing up Donald Trump, we have folks throughout the Inland Empire that are doing just that, speaking out at city council meetings across the Inland Empire. We have one of those very well-spoken, very educated individual talking about the impact of illegal immigration in our communities and tickets for the fourth annual Unite IE Conservative Conference go on sale. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. Immigration was one of Donald Trump's signature issues. It's the issue he led off with. It's the one that got him support right off the bat. Ann Coulter's book, Adios America, uh, won him a, 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 a early ally based on her work uh, documenting that immigration is issue number one uh, for America. Here we have Michelle Malkin talking about sanctuary cities on a Fox News broadcast. Michelle, let's talk about immigration now because, you know, the president is clearing the way for more deportations with this executive order that we're expecting on Thursday or Friday or Friday, I guess Steve was was saying. If you look at this Harvard study, it says 80 percent of people, 80 percent. This is a Harvard study. They approve. They support cities that arrest illegals and they say that they should turn them over to ICE agents or to Border Patrol agents so that they should be deported if they're criminals. But now we're learning. In, the, in one of the newspapers this morning, there's an editorial encouraging some of these mayors from sanctuary cities to, if they find an illegal doing something wrong, don't don't arrest them because then they'll have a criminal record and then they will get deported. What's your opinion? Yeah. Well, first of all, we have to stop calling these places sanctuary cities. They're outlaw cities. These are safe spaces for criminality, and people are sick and tired of it. Uh, And the hue and cry from ordinary Americans and taxpayers who know that their pandering mayors and their mush-minded police chiefs are not serving them, but rather serving open borders, special interests, uh, they're finally being heard by Donald Trump and this administration. Uh, We now have... 
an attorney general, Jeff Sessions, who is committed to enforcing the rule of law and sending a message to every one of these police departments that they must not right. defy that rule of law. Arrest them. Don't arrest them. Executive orders on. Executive orders off. Uh, let refugees in. Don't let them in. You got to keep a scorecard lately, Greg, about what's going on. Well, sure. And it comes back to immigration is the most important issue because it determines all other issues. And that's something that Ann Coulter had said. And you really see that that's why the left, that's why the liberals, that's why the Democrats are so far fighting so hard on this issue because it's one of the key ways that they're taking control of the country by stacking the voting deck. And activists on both sides of the issue are lining up. We've talked on this station before, on this show before, about uh, a city councilman in Rialto that wanted sanctuary cities. There was a big rally in Riverside that wanted sanctuary cities. And Claremont and Victorville. Yeah, so, so there are people that are speaking out locally on both sides of the issue at city council meetings. And today we have one of those folks who is speaking out and acting uh, seeking to protect our cities from uh, all of what are perceived as problems uh, on the part of, you know, having sanctuary cities, uh, having illegal aliens, the illegal immigrant crime and the pressure that's putting also on uh, employment of, you know, citizens of America who are competing with these people for jobs. Absolutely. And we are so pleased to have on the, on the line with us Chanel Temple, who is a great activist. And she was one of the 10. We went out with our friend Robin Vidston out to LAX. There was 10 pro-Trump, pro-enforce-the-law protesters versus about 20,000 illegal immigrants protesters supporting them and supporting the idea of not enforcing the law and and we're just so pleased to have you on the show today welcome chanel thank you thank you thank you well and thank you for being one of the folks that's willing to take your time one of the citizens of america that's willing to take your time and go out and speak to this issue tell us why first off why it is you have gotten so outspoken on this issue why do you show up to city council meetings what is it that you are hoping to accomplish well, um, I want America to know that there's a big problem with illegal immigration, uh, especially in the black community. Uh, it was really hit hard. The black community was devastated with illegal immigration uh, when it comes to the job. They're taking the word diversity, and it's being turned to discrimination. Interesting. So you were, you originally went to the city council meeting in Kudahi, and where they were considering whether to declare themselves to be a sanctuary city, and you spoke out on this and how it specifically the illegal immigration in sanctuary cities affects African Americans, and I think we have a clip of that. Okay. Again, I say sanctuary cities are racist. All the jobs are going to illegals and to certain denominations. That is wrong. You're not going to be allowed to get away with it. Your time is going to be up. You want us to feel for your families, but you don't feel for our families. Again, the black community has literally been destroyed by racist, illegal immigration, and we're not going to have it. When my people do a crime, we get three strikes. Your people do a crime, they get amnesty. They get benefits, and they're not paying taxes. Okay? Publication. Publication 17 IRS. They're, they're allowing you people to claim people in Mexico. I can even claim people in New Orleans when there was a flood. I can claim my people. I end up moving down there. But, but it's over. It's over. Thank God for Trump. Thank God for Sarah. And you should. You should be ashamed of yourself. 
yourself. Yeah. How dare you? Look up publication 17, page 25 and 26. How how in the hell are you allowed to claim people in Mexico? Yeah. And get away with it and not pay taxes. I am outraged. You, well, Chanel, you sounded a little upset there. Yeah, Chanel, don't, don't beat around the bush, Chanel. Tell us what you really think. Well, you know, I, I used to manage a store in uh, like four different states. I was a tax manager. And when I came back to California and saw how they were assigning ITIN numbers, and then people claimed uh, their relatives in like Mexico, Canada is included too, but you hardly ever, I hardly ever had any, I had no uh, clients, you know, claiming their people in Canada. But Mexico, yes, and I feel it's unfair. And it's unfair. Uh, it should not be allowed. If they're not U.S. citizens, how are you able to claim them in Mexico? And that needs to get out there. And um, the American citizens need to be aware of what's going on, how this country is being ripped off with illegal immigration. There's two sets of laws, and it should not be. We I- have one rule of law. An ITN number. Explain to our listeners what is an ITIN number. It stands for um, identification taxpayers. Uh, this identification number for taxpayer. Originally, it was for foreign investors. Like if you didn't live in the United States and you had property over here and you needed to pay taxes. In like 1998, they came up with this originally for foreigners. It was not supposed to be for illegal immigrants. And I strongly feel that this is what they're doing. It's just like a Social Security number. It's a nine-digit, uh, uh, eight-digit number, just like a Social Security number. And I think that that's what they're intending to do, is to turn it into a Social Security number for them. They're using it to buy a house. They're using it for a bank account. It was not intended for that. And they're claiming people in another country. If you can claim 10 people in Mexico, do you know you're getting $4,000 credit ahead? You're going to get $40,000 off of your tax for a tax relief? If you're claiming 10 people in Mexico, that's not right and it's not fair. I don't think our listeners are probably aware. I'm not aware. So you're saying... A lot of people are. Right. You're saying illegal aliens are able to obtain a, a... IRS number called an ITIN number, which is different than a social security number, right? Yes, yes. And they get that number and they use it as if it's a social security number to get to obtain employment, to do, to open bank accounts, to buy property. Is that what you're saying? Yes, and it's not, it was never attended, but the IRS and the government is allowing them to get away with it and California is the one that initiated it. Keep in mind, I, I, I manage in other states. Other states did not do this, but California started it, and now it's part of the federal government. The federal government is allowing them to do it. Publication 17, page 25 and 26, you'll see how they are allowed to claim people in Mexico. And what they use is a form W-7. That's what they do, and they, they claim their people, their relatives in Mexico. They also get them an ITIN number. So when they come here, they're able to matriculate or, you know, get in here easier with that number. And it should be shut down because that was not intended. That was not the intentions of our, our ITIN number, and they're getting away with it. We need to take a break here and hear from our sponsor for this half hour of Unite High E Radio, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. More with Chanel Temple and the effects of illegal immigration after this message.
When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We've been talking to Chanel Temple, an activist on illegal immigration with We the People Rising. And back in 2010, there was a report by the U.S. Civil Rights Commission on the effects of illegal immigration on African Americans. And the report concluded that illegal immigration to the United States in recent decades has tended to depress both wages and employment rates for low-skilled American citizens, a disproportionate number of whom are black men. Do you do you see that happening, uh, Chanel? Yes, I do. Not only black men, black females, too. Um, I'm well-educated, and I had a job as a bookkeeper and making decent money, and I was let go, and I was told that I didn't speak Spanish, and I was terminated, which is wrong. I went to EOC. They did nothing. They did nothing. EOC did nothing. So this has got to stop. It's like 60%, not 14%, 60%, unemployment in the black community in L.A. County area, not 14. The government national, you know, list is going to show like 14% for black. L.A. County, 60%. Most of the blacks I know are out of work because of racist, illegal immigration. Well, sure, because the laws of supply and demand apply to the labor market just like they do to every other market, and every one of these illegal immigrants is either getting a welfare check and or a job. Yes, yes, and they're drained on the economy. They're lying about how they boost the economy. If you keep in mind, they have jobs, they're on Social Security, they bring, they migrate with change migration and bring their relatives, their aunts, their uncles, their grandmother and grandfathers over here. They get them on SSI. That's a drain on the system. And then they go in detention centers. Do you know one detention center? I was living in uh, Alabama, California last year, and it's raking in $74 million. That's one. They have 400 detention centers across the country. So you multiply 400 between 50 million and 74 million. Five, I mean, I'm about 100, 200. Multiply that. Yeah, sounds Two to like, 400 dollars. Sounds uh, like real money. So let, me ask, so, yeah. let me, so let me ask you this. Is, I mean, the effect of illegal immigration seems to me to be obvious on the African-American community, yet... Well, the Democrat Party supports illegal immigration, supports mass immigration, supports open borders. The African-Americans continue to loyally 90 percent plus, a little bit less for Trump. Trump cut into that this, this, past, this past election, but it continues to support the, the Democrat Party that is screwing them over. Uh, well, uh, I have relatives in, included, um, you know, because let's be truthful. Let's keep it real. Uh, the last few decades, a lot of blacks, 90% of the blacks were Democratic. I'm now a Republican, you know, conservative. 
And I had to realize, you know, with the proof in the pudding, to leave the Democratic plantation. That's what I call it now. And um, a lot of blacks out there are really scared because they don't know, you know, if they change the other side. The Republican Party, they feel, has not been fair to them. They haven't done their research. I'm one person, I do my research. And they, a lot of blacks don't know that Martin Luther King was Republican. Also, that Abraham Lincoln was Republican, and he freed the slaves. So we're trying to get a lot of the word out there to the black community that it was the Republicans that helped the blacks initially. They were stolen. The black population was stolen from the Republican Party, and a lot of blacks don't know that. No one can deny the fact that you have done your homework. You come across as credible. You've got the information to back you up. You've got the statistics. You're on the ground in these communities. You see the impact. What would your advice be to the Republican Party, who obviously needs to reach out to the folks in your community that you're talking about? What should they be doing? What should their message be? How should they be communicating to these folks that are that are confused about what the Democratic Party's message is versus the Republican Party? The Republican Party needs to start holding town hall meetings in predominantly black communities to draw the black uh, population in. The Democrats are doing that, and they've been doing it for the last decade or so. The Democrat leaders, especially the black ones, are leading the pack, drawing the blacks in. They're at the churches. They're all over the place. Republicans need to somewhat do the same thing, starting with town halls, starting with announcements, starting with meetings. That's what they need to do to attract the black population. And would some of this be occurring, would you say, where, where would be the logical places to hold these? Do you think Do you think the church setting would be good? Do you think the church leaders are open to uh, you know, having a message like this associated with their church? Uh, yes, well, we have approached a couple of search- churches and they opened the doors and they were they, they did allow us to have a town hall meeting. Again, it's just a start. That happened at the end of last year. But we need to do it more and we need to get the word out there. A lot of ministers are reluctant because they, have, they themselves have been democratic all their lives and that's who they trust. And the black politicians who are out there selling the black community out are closer to the ministers than the Republican Party is. Do you and think there, do you change. think do you think there's a reluctance of appearing to have been wrong um or can you can the message about the 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 shift in the democratic party be be sold to the constituents in your community would they you know is can can these people get up and say look the democratic party has changed the republican party represents us you know, our, our needs better now. Do you think there's a reluctance to being, to sharing that message? Well, being out there, yes, being out there in the community, what happened in voting time, a lot of blacks crossed over to Trump and they did announce it. So it is possible. And a lot is going on. A lot of blacks in the community believe in Trump, especially when he uh, you know, was inaugurated in his first week in office. He started passing the ban and started working on legal immigration. Actions speak louder than words, and that's what they see with Trump. So a lot of people were surprised about the black vote. I wasn't. Mm. A lot of blacks were afraid to talk about it. They didn't announce it. But when they went in that voting booth, they voted for Trump because they believe his word and Trump did deliver. And you think immigration into the, in this community is an issue that could be a wedge issue uh, that could encourage folks to reconsider who they're, what, what political party they're affiliating with? 
I, I, I think I, I think immigration because what what has happened, especially in the black community, they have two sets of laws. They have a, a set of laws for them and a set of laws for us. Like I have a nephew in jail for a crime he never did. He's been there twenty three years old. He was not seeing a crime. It, you know, black people when we commit a crime, we get three strikes. We're finding out when illegal immigrants come over here and commit a crime, they're getting amnesty, they're getting benefits, they're getting legal assistance, and that's wrong. We are under the Constitution. There should be one rule of law, and when they come over here, they should assimilate. And if they do a crime, they need, they deserve to be punished just like us. It's unfair, and that's what we're saying, and we're not going to have it. We're not. Wow. I wish there'd be more people who would just look at the facts like, like, like you have, and you make an excellent point about the rule of law, is the, mm-hmm. the Democrat Party believes that the law is mandatory when it serves their interests, and they believe it's optional when it yes. serves their political yes. interests, rather than having the law apply equally and fairly to everyone. In our, in our remaining few, short time here, let me ask you about this. Is education and educational choice an issue that resonates in the black community? You know what? I worked for a school district over five years. I worked at a junior college and a couple of universities, too. You know what they're doing when it comes to education? They're giving them and seeking the best education. They're getting the scholarships now while our kids are being left behind. I had a daughter. Her foster application for, for a financial aid was tore up in the financial office right in front of her face. And they're even denying education, which the government is not recognizing or not uh, addressing or not talking about. But a lot of black students are being uh, are not being educated. Our education is secondary. It's passed down. Do you know that some of these colleges, the first day of registration is already full because they have enlisted them? So when you go on, online that first day to register, you wonder why the class is full. It's not that it's full from regular American citizens enrolling it's for because they already have them pre-enrolled and it's wrong what they're doing them is, is our illegal immigrants yes wow. well see that's part of their citizenship they have to seek a class and you know to, to seek education in order to apply for their citizenship so now they're getting the first taking the first choices of the university and classes which is wrong as i've said when you when you understand that the democrat party favors and favors illegal immigration, then everything that they do on the subject makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for what you're doing to shed light on this issue, for going to these city council meetings, for speaking out, for rallying people in your community on this issue. Uh, We can only hope and pray that more Chanel Temples uh, heed your call and get involved, Chanel. Our prayers and thoughts are with you. Thank you for being a courageous American and standing up for the rule of law, standing up for what's right, and standing up on principled issues on these critical matters of our time. And I'd like to thank you for having me. I'd just, just like to mention one last thing. We're starting a Twitter account, and it's called We Already Started. It's called Stop Sanctuary Cities. So if anybody's interested and we're working on the website, it's Stop Sanctuary Cities, because that is our goal. And, and how, would someone, really how would someone connect with your new group? Pardon me? How would through, someone through, co- our, through, our, through our Twitter account at the time, through our Twitter account, and we're working on the website, but it's Stop Sanctuary Cities. So the Twitter account is at sign Stop Sanctuary Cities. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Wonderful. Well, thank you again, Chanel. We appreciate it. We'll look forward to connecting with you again. Please feel free to reach out and update us on anything that's going on, and we'd love to have you back. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you, Chanel. 
time for a message from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Well, welcome back to Unite, IE Radio. Again, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And our previous guest in our previous two segments, Chanel Temple, exemplifies that adage. Absolutely. You know, we learn in a lot of our training about a lady by the name of Mrs. Powell who confronted Ben Franklin, Dr. Ben Franklin, shortly after the ratification of the Constitution. And she asked him, Dr. Franklin, what kind of government have you given us? And he says, a republic, madam, if you can keep it. And the madam that we just had on is an example of someone that is working hard to keep the republic. And we're looking for more of you to stand up. And a prime opportunity to do that is the fourth annual Unite IE Conservative Conference on April 30th at the Riverside Convention Center. We've had three very successful conferences. We've been able to find... Uh, individuals who were willing to get out of the stands, get onto the playing field, strap on the uniform of the uh, of the Mrs. Powell and the Chanel and get out there and start working to uh, fix things here locally. And that's what we need. Now, Donald Trump is not going to make America great again all by himself. He needs the support of everyone, including Chanel Temple and you and I and everyone out there. And the way to connect, the way to connect to the groups, they'll, they'll let you make a difference locally, is at the Unite IE Conservative Conference, as well as the great speakers. This year, our confirmed speakers include Dennis Prager, Larry Elder, Hugh Hewitt, and Joel Pollack from Breitbart News, who wrote the book, How Trump Won. So we're looking forward to a great day on April 30th. And you can already get your tickets. If you go to am590theanswer.com, you can buy your tickets now, either for the VIP luncheon or just general admission. And it is going to be a great day and a great event looking back at the first 100 days of President Donald Trump. Go to the am590.info website, two different... Two different URLs get you to the same place. The rotating banner, click that at the top where it says Unite Inland Empire President Trump the first 100 days. And you'll have a link right there that will take you to buy your tickets. Get them now. There is limited seating. And we are adding speakers. This will sell out. Have a great day. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.